Has everyone got their ice? Excellent. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Settle Interference. I'm your host, Bob. I'm your other host, Alex. Joining us today, special guest, Erica. Hi. I still think it was you with the ice last time. Probably would. It's always me with the I always have ice. Actually, I don't have ice today for some reason, but it's always me with the ice. Well, and you have that Yeti thing, that stainless steel on the inside that makes a lot of noise. Yep. I feel like I at least try to be quiet with my eyes. Well, why try? I try not to fart on air. Which he has failed at several <laughs> times. I mean, yeah, that's true. There was the time in the yurt. Remember the yurt <laughs> era? <laughs> <laughs> so, so listeners, you should know this, because I don't think Alex ever experienced the Alex, yurt. Alex, we never made Alex get in the yurt, no. So we were trying to make a booth that we could record in that would be kind of insulated. Mm -hmm. That would help with the sound, yes. Um, so I built this like PVC. I'd also say built is <laughs> <laughs> generous. <laughs> generous, yes. This PVC pipe uh, frame that janky I, frame that I put downstairs, and I then I clipped moving blankets to it. And we sat in the yurt, and I had a monitor. We belovedly called it the yurt. You, yeah, you did have a monitor. I, 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 I you know, I pulled a monitor in there because at the time we didn't have uh, the zoom. The zoom, yeah. So we had a, a thing you had to plug, uh, uh, audio interface you had to plug directly into the computer. The computer was downstairs at the time too, right? Yeah. So it was a huge pain in the butt. Um, and uh, yeah. That we did. What did we record? Two, maybe At three last times. Maybe twice. Yeah. And then I was like, I would like to watch TV down here. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of took up a lot of space. I still got all the BBC so under the, the house. The yurt had to go. Oh, the yurt. The yurt era. Alex, we could build a new yurt. You're not building a yurt. You know, we could build a shed. You know what, Erica? If you'd like some space in your basement, I have a solution for you. Mm -hmm. So. Realistically, okay. Yes. Bob's going to do something because this is Bob. Well, I mean, Bob's going to do something is, yes, that's the truest <laughs> statement that's ever been spoken ever. Look, I don't know if you've paid attention to those closets he's been working on upstairs, but he is pretty much done with that, mm -hmm. which means it's time for the next project. Well, you know what the next project is? He's getting this done. No, no, see... Bob needs something else to do. Well, he's got to hang some shelves in those closets. Yeah, he's got like that's like another day of work or something. He's good. You'd think <laughs> he's good. The, the, closets, the, whole, the, the whole, closets was supposed to be like a couple days. The whole reason the closets came out was because I couldn't put good shelving in them because there was nowhere to attach shelving to. Oh, I'm not complaining about what's going. Well, on no, upstairs. I'm just saying that's why putting in shelving unit now should only be a couple hours because I have, you know, properly built this wall. So there are plenty of places for me to anchor shelving to. Anyway, <laughs> the other night while you two were sleeping, I came by and I took a look at your shed in the backyard mm -hmm. and the damage seems much worse than first thought. Mm. I mean, there's no way mm -hmm. you're going to be able to just put uh -huh. some, you know, roofing on oh, there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
No more money is being spent until this, this current project is finished. And then we're not spending money on anything ever again, because we're never going anywhere ever again. Hmm. Sounds like your life's over, Bob. Oh, it is. It's fundamentally over. Yeah, then I start a new life of... With new projects. With new projects. No, so in all seriousness, <laughs> I did float this whole idea, so I take all the blame on this one. Although apparently his dad floated this idea before I did. Oh, they've mentioned building a bigger shed back there, and I don't think a bigger shed is a bad idea. I'm just not like, let's like build something that's like the same size as the house. <laughs> well, here's my thought. Okay, one... I just wanted Bob to price it out just to see how much, like, would we actually be talking about? I mean, it's not cheap. There's not going to be, too, well, there's nothing cheap, but, you know, what you put into it in sweat ex- equity, you can make back one day, Erica. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We're never moving. I'm never leaving here. Moving is a fucking curse. Look, I don't know if you're aware of this, but it's embedded deep into your genes to need to move. <laughs> <laughs> so... That's all well and good <laughs> that you said that, but we both know you're moving one day. And once you move, you'll then be on about a three-year rotation cycle, if you will. Three to five years is what it was. Okay. Okay. See, so. the only way, Alex, the only way I'm ever we're, I'm ever going to, because I fully support the plan of not moving. Um, the only way I feel like I'm ever going to be successful at executing that plan is if I can think of a way to put an addition on this house to make the kitchen bigger. See, here's the thing, though. I find the kitchen to be functional here. It is. It's a little cramped, sure. Do we have a lot of shit that goes in the kitchen? Yes. Oh, my, yes. But I think it's it works for what we use it for. Personally. Yeah. I like my little Now, kitchen. look, I would just like to say for the sake of argument... I suggested something that was reasonable, okay? <laughs> well, and Alex, that's what usually happens. There's a reasonable suggestion, <laughs> and then it's cranked up to the nth degree. Yeah, Bob, Bob's a lunatic, but my suggestion was build something that's about four times bigger than what you have now. Okay, that's, that's big. Uh, but that's not that big for a shed. How big is the shed we have out there now? It's about 10 by 8. Okay, so that would be someone math forty by thirty six. That's that's large, right? But my idea was you take about half of it, and you. This is where I'm actually trying to help you, Erica. Actually, four times bigger would be twenty by sixteen, which isn't that big. Okay, so maybe we're going like fifteen times bigger. Whatever. <laughs> Here's the point. <laughs> Forget about the actual dimensions. The point is, my idea for you Mm -hmm. was why not create something where you could take all that shit that's in your garage and get it out of the fucking garage, and then you'd actually have a garage again that you could park in during the cold, cold winters that are going to run from, say, June to September from now on, (laughs) you know? I like how you, you have, like, the entire just... Like, climate has completely changed <laughs> yeah. in your mind. I love it. Well, is that not what's happened? <laughs> oh, yes, it is what is happening. Okay, so now that we've agreed on that, we can move Road on. Road Warrior Wasteland is coming, Alex. We must be prepared. So, you could take all that shit that's in your garage and transfer it to the giant shed. And you could take the fucking stuff that's in your basement and transfer that to the giant shed. And all you got to do is run like, you know, you run some power out there. 
You run I don't an know Ethernet that I would cable. want all of that tech out that tech out there though. Nor do I want to have to like in the dead of winter be like I'd like to watch a 4K. Let me brave the wilds of the backyard. <laughs> you have a 4K TV right here. Yeah, the Ultra K, whatever the fuck you call it. Oh, whatever okay. you call it. Okay, look, first of all, your dumb OLED thing that I enjoy now. <laughs> first of all, let's not act as if Bob's never going to buy another TV, okay? I mean, that's a fair point you got there. I mean, oh, then there, like, here you go. This, this is the escalation. Mm-hmm. You move that all back there, that's too far now. We can't. That's, that's, a, that, that's a walk. We need a better TV in here now. I would right. So I would. Well, just like I to, said that the downstairs could then become a play area. That's right. That's right. Or the kid can learn that you know you don't need a ton of space. You got a bedroom. That's where your shit stays. <laughs> I don't think Eric is very realistic about what's going to happen. See, if you don't make well, a I'm dedicated very realistic about what's going to happen, if you don't make a dedicated play area, then the living room becomes. The player, the primary player, the living room will be a play area regardless. But well, here's the thing, though, and something that I'm trying to combat because I keep being told to put more toys on the registry. An infant does not need fifty thousand toys. You need the the little playmat thing with stuff hanging in their face and like a couple of rattles. Yeah, but then what am I going to play with? And maybe some teethers. What are you going to play with? You have toys. You have a lot of toys. Most of them are in the garage, and they're, I'm trying to get them out of there. They're not toys. Those are tools. Yeah. They're toys. They're I will <laughs> say, Alex, that isn't a bad idea, to have a larger shed where you move all the shit that's in the garage. Right. I'm not trying. He is talking about building something that's going to be worth, like, $30,000. Yes, I know. Yeah, I, yes, no, I know. We're going to pull him back from that crazy <laughs> fucking... I, mean, I don't, I don't shed, see just, why just, a two-story shed is a bad Bob, idea. Bob, just shut the fuck up for a second. Okay, I'm trying to help you out. I'm not opposed to a larger shed that would uh, be conducive to woodworking in the back. Yeah. So you take everything from the garage, you put it in there, everything that's in the shed right now stays where it is, and all you need is a space big enough for a TV and a chair... That's it. Yeah, but I like that TV, too. It doesn't have to be that TV. But we'll throw, a TV. We'll throw one of the monitors out there. <sighs> Did we ever say on this this show that we're having a baby? I mean, people obviously know now, but and not like we're trying I to hide it or anything. I think you've alluded to it many times. Okay. Yeah. What, but what kind of monitor, then, Alex? Uh, any sort of monitor. I uh, know you. You're going to want the most expensive one. No, not necessarily. Let's, let's not. Come on, dude. Well, hey, listen, if you're going to go for an expensive monitor, you might as well just go with an LG uh, C9, which is going to get the G-Sync update um, coming soon. Not that I read about that today. Not that you've planned out that purchase. No. no. See, because I'm not a, a psychopath like you when it comes to frame rates. You have a TV that's four times as nice as mine. What in the world are you talking about? Yeah, but I don't complain about Bob, frame Bob, rates Bob, all you, the time. Bob, you fucking... Your TV <laughs> didn't even break. It was just old. And your solution <laughs> was to buy the most expensive TV you could fucking find. It was not the most expensive TV I could find. It was There much were the much more expensive. expensive. I, I opted for the 55-inch over the 65-inch because right. I wanted to preserve my marriage. <laughs> I don't know, man. 
Those freckles look pretty good on a 65-inch TV. Oh, don't don't even start. <laughs> don't toy with Bob, because you know he'll fucking go buy something don't sight unseen. Don't toy with my emotions. Freckles, Bob. Freckles. What I need is a dust-resistant enclosure for the TV, and then the TV could just be in the workshop. Sure. Yes, you do need to be better about dust containment. I would agree with that. You did kind of walk right into that one, Bob. <laughs> so I, I, wish, I, I go shopping last Saturday. Since, since that, by the way, I, by one the way. one question, one one ask I had, Alex. Hmm. While you're sanding, please make sure the doors are closed. I I can't be having all that shit flying into my lungs, having a hard enough time sleeping anyway. Walk in. What I walk in, it's just a cloud. Like you can like you hardly see. I get up the stairs, <laughs> doors wide the fuck open. I'm like I had one ask. One. A single ask. I in my defense I really did think that door was closed. <laughs> How was there confusion on whether or not the door was closed? That's an excellent question, <laughs> Alex. By the way, I would just like to say, I now understand, having been here today, why you don't generally let Bob paint, because there's just paint everywhere. I mean, if you... <laughs> See, I, I haven't if, been in there, because I know how it is. I'm just tossing Bob right into the <laughs> Yeah, that's fine. Uh, yeah. Did I ever tell you I the would, story of why we had or, or the, the little <laughs> mark in the, 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 the uh, ceiling in the kitchen? Well, I don't think you told me the story, but I know that Bob hit something. So we're painting, right? Yeah. We're doing the wall. And Bob is very impatient when it comes to painting. This is just shit on Bob, the podcast. What do you mean? Bob's impatient when it comes to everything. Have more, you ever seen him at a Portillo's? More so with <laughs> painting, because he hates it. So he's doing it, and he's going, and it's when you get to the edge where the ceiling meets the wall, you ha- it, it takes a delicate touch. Yes. You have to be very precise and slow. No. <laughs> And he had already taped. He taped like a good like four inches away, but still got a little on the ceiling. Mm-hmm. Motherfucker! You hear him <laughs> pounds down the ladder. It's like a Simpsons gag. <laughs> down the stairs. You hear the door slam. Car starts up, screeching out of the, the driveway, drives away. And I'm standing over here just like... Um, so I'm not sure exactly what happened there. I think I'm getting divorced. But I can piece it together. He comes back like a half an hour later with like five ace bags. And he has every shitty edging tool for painting that has ever been created. And not one of them works. And let me guess, they're all sitting in your garage. Probably. No. Or they got thrown away in a, 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 a they're violent un- They're rage. under the house. When you went to Ace to get this stuff, was there, like, someone there who had to deal with you while you were in this blind rage? <laughs> they leave Bob alone at Ace. They know Bob at Ace. They usually they, they, they'll usually give me the nod to, hey, do you need anything? And I'm like, no, I got it. And they're like, okay. They're like, welcome back, customer of the month. Um, customer of, like, day. the last They have years. joked on more than one occasion that they should get me a shirt and just have me work, like, Every now and then, because I know the store like as well as I do. If you, you know, this is actually something. If you go anywhere enough, like retail store or restaurant or 
movies, fast food, anything like that. If you go there enough where there's people that work there that recognize you, yeah, stop going to that place. Oh, I got a story for that. So when I lived in the city, there was this Mexican restaurant called Allende that was not far from my house, and it was somewhere you went after an evening of getting entirely too drunk. But me, I was like, but the food's good there. I'll go for dinner. So there came a day where I walked in the door, and the woman at the register was like, oh, steak nachos, no beans, and a torta, no beans, right? And I was like, oh, I, I can't come here anymore. That's it. This is it. This, this is my last meal here, at least for five years. Yeah, you can't go back. Can't go anymore. back. You can't be that person. Once they recognize you as a regular, that's it. You're done. I think it's actually, this is actually a key thing for the service industry. Don't ever act like you recognize anyone. Nope. It's almost always off-putting. I could see maybe in like, like a bar scenario, maybe it's okay. And maybe. The only good one, Erica, that I ever had happen was there was a point where I was like at GameStop enough where they actually stopped asking me the litany of stupid questions. Oh, well, that's right where you want to be. Because it would just, I would just be, you know, ice cold. Right. Like, it'd be like, nah. do you want to pre-order something? No. Anything we can help you with? No. How about blah, blah, blah? No. Nah. No. And, of course, there's the whole story about when I bought the Xbox One there. You remember this one? I do remember that, yeah. That's the best one. I think they think you both know about that. Everyone's heard this story, so I don't even need to bring it up, but it was great. <clears throat> I did like there was a GameStop by my apartment when I lived in the city. Well, my, my condo when I lived in the city, and they they were, like, decent enough dudes that they got it after, like, a couple times in there. They were like, oh, okay. Because one time I went in after I had gone, uh, there used to be a... I think it was called People Play Games, and it only just closed like a year or so ago, and it had a whole bunch of old Nintendo, like one of those vintage game shops. And it was right up the street, so I'd walked there, and I was coming home to see, just to pop in there and see what they had. And I went through like with them what I bought, and they were like, oh, you know, that's cool, start talking. And then after that, they always left me alone, which I appreciated. I decided I'm going to tell the Xbox One story. There you go. Because I, I love it. Go ahead. I go for it. it. Go for it. When the Xbox One came out, there was like the regular edition and there was some limited edition. And the only difference was that the limited edition said like limited edition on one of the controllers. Didn't it wasn't it the Scorpio edition? No, that was for the Xbox One X. Oh. But I can't I can't remember what the Oh, the day one. Day one. That's what it was. So it would say day one edition on the controller. Okay. That was the only difference. And there was some achievement that you could get by like punching in a code. Of that course. I've never even seen anywhere on Xbox, so I think that just got it like wiped from existence. I don't know, <laughs> but I go in there and I I had pre-ordered a regular one, and they handed me a limited the day one edition. I'm like, okay, whatever, I don't care because I know it's the fucking same. So I walk out of there. I'm at home. I you know install a couple games, set up my profile, do all the bullshit. Right? I get a phone call. It's some dork from GameStop. He's like, oh, you know, we gave you the wrong one. You know, we really need you to go ahead and bring that back in. And I'm like, no. No. I'm, <laughs> I'm home. Just like, no, I think I actually was trying to, like, have a conversation with him at first where I was like, 
there's no difference between them and I already unboxed it and I'm not bringing it back. Right. Like, I just like, that's all. It's not happening. Right. And he's like, and he's probably flipping out because like his manager is going to get yelled and get, he's going to get mad at him or something over it's this. It's your shit. fault though. Yeah. And then I like was like, well, are you going to give me anything if I bring this back in? And he's like, uh, I think maybe we'll give you like a $10 gift card. I was like, you're not getting me back in for $10. No, buddy. That, does, that like covers the gas. Right. Like, no. That's, that's not worth the effort. No. If it was like they were going to give me a hundred bucks, I'd be like... Well, then we're having a conversation. Yeah, then. now we're at a point where we can negotiate. Well, right, we can have a chat. But, but... Yeah, he was just like... You should have asked, how much are you going to have to give the guy who actually wants the day one edition? Yeah, who cares about this? Because <laughs> you, know, you could give that to me. If it's somebody who cares, it's somebody who really cares. Well, and the other thing is... The other thing I explained to him was like, you know, I've already opened this and everything. So now you're talking about you want me to bring in something that I don't have the wrapping for. And it's not like in the way it would be coming from the factory. It's used. It's used. So I was like, do you want me to like bring this back in in like a cardboard box or something? You know? Right. And he's like, I'm just I was just like at this point, I'm just like laughing about it. And he's like, well, I'm going to need you to go ahead and pack that up and bring it back in. I'm going to need you to not call my house <laughs> that's again. That's the point Click. where I was like, no, I don't think so. And he just said it again. He's like, I'm going to need you to go ahead and pack that up and bring it back in. I'm like, I just don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> but you're welcome to keep trying. <laughs> and he's like, well, he's like, well, okay, we're going to try to figure something out here and then I'll call you back. I definitely won't answer. And he never called me back. I mean, I would have enjoyed the call back just to see, like, what would have, you know, what you would have tried next. Because at that point, you're in, like, one of those places where it's like, this is actually, like, fun. Oh, it's hilarious. This has right. no effect on me. What's right, because you do? know you're not taking it back. <laughs> you're not getting back in the car. No. I'm not unhooking this. Like, no. I think at one point I told him, I was like, I can't even remember if maybe I thought of this afterwards or not, but I think at one point I might have said, if you bring me the xbox one i was supposed to get i will give you this used xbox <laughs> one and he didn't i didn't he I either didn't say it or he didn't like that idea it was probably both i don't know he would there's no way they would have gone for that anyway because yeah. no one at gamestop cares enough to leave the store <laughs> but the second you're getting the i'm gonna need you yeah it's like oh, oh, oh are that's you? why i always remember it because are that's, you those are, I'm not exaggerating. Those are the exact words he said. That's why I always remember this story. I'm going to need you to go ahead and pack that up and bring it back in. Well, that's great. And I howled with laughter. Yeah. Because it was so ridiculous. Well, and it's also like you're giving me. You fucked up. Right. You should be being nice to me. Right. You fucked up. You need me to bring this back to you. And you're doing, you're giving me nothing. Why would I, why would I, you're charging me with an errand. No, I'm going to need you. Fuck you. I How's could that? live next door to that GameStop. Oh, I still I wouldn't still return wouldn't it. No, fuck off. Back. I could literally live, I could live in the shop next door. A little tent. <laughs> I would have been like, this nah. is too much of a hassle. Yeah, nah. It's already hooked up to the TV, man. That's what it was. It was like I had already. We were talking hours later, so I had already hooked it up. I had broken down the box. The box is in the fucking recycling. All the packaging is thrown away. Right. Like what? What I find most impressive 
is that you actually answered the phone. I answered the phone. Oh, see, if I don't recognize the number, I don't answer the phone. I don't, okay, so I generally don't answer the phone, but I think I recognize the GameStop number for some reason. But I think that's the saddest thing someone's ever said on this podcast. <laughs> oh, Bob, I am busy next Saturday. <laughs> Ouch. Anywho, I enjoyed that story. It's a good story. The complete stupidity of it all, like as if it was my fault. I, I, the, what makes me laugh about it is because you know the dude who wanted that day one edition really wanted the day one edition. <laughs> And was making like a big fucking stink. Well, I remember you got, there was an achievement you got for it, too. So Who the fuck gives a shit? How sad <laughs> is your life that, oh my God, I didn't get the day one Xbox achievement. And I can tell I'm you. I'm going to jump off the roof. I can tell you for a fact, I punched in that code and got the achievement. There is nowhere you can go on the Xbox One to see this achievement. <laughs> like if you go to your achievements, it's not there. It's not there. But Alex, you know that you have it, and that's all <laughs> that, that matters. That's true. That's all that matters. That's true. There's some sad, sad fuckers still sitting out there. Will just I be didn't like, get my day you know, he's got like a tumbler of whiskey, and every now and again, he'll just be like, "Goddamn day one achievement, man. <laughs> my life could have been so different." That's the other thing I explained to the guy on the phone was like, "I already punched in this code, so now." Like, what are you going to... You're not going to give this to someone. Right. There's no way you're giving this as a Xbox As a day one edition, right, because he's yeah. not going to get the thing that he wants. Well, maybe that's why GameStop is closing 180 to 200 stores. Oh, are they? Yeah, to say that I'm surprised. Pardon I went me. into a GameStop recently, and the floor is just covered with shit. Yeah. I mean, like, stands and displays and all oh, this see, type of thing, you. as far as the eye can see. Oh, and I think I'm not... the last time I was in there, they had, like, comics and shit in there, too. And I was just like... Well, they got to try something. It's like, guys, I think it's, I think it's over. I think you but lost. You can't even move around in there. And if there was a line of any sort, I don't know where you would even stand in line. Did you guys watch the video I linked to you the other day of uh, the the Sea of Thieves live stream? No, I didn't get a chance to watch it. Okay, so they're sitting there. They're doing some stream. They're adding pets to Sea of Thieves or something like that, right? So there's three dudes sitting there, and in the background, there's a monkey, like a little monkey. I don't know what type of monkey or whatever. Okay. The monkey decides to go jump on the shoulder of one of the guys and just throws up all over. <laughs> it was awesome. You got to watch the video. Um, and just proceeds like he throws up all over down one shoulder. And he steps over to the other shoulder, throws up all over that shoulder. And then it's not in that clip, but like a minute later, he also shits on the guy. Yeah. It was hilarious. Have you seen the uh, the video of the suicidal mouse? No. That jumped into a deep fryer. No, I didn't see this. Oh, yeah. It's it. It's at like a Whataburger or something. 
That's the Wahlburger. Or no, Whataburger is different than Wahlburgers, right? Yeah, who the fuck knows what it is. But they, they see this mouse running around on the counter in the prep station. Like, everyone in the restaurant's losing their minds, taking video of it. Well, I like that the, the first thing was, oh, let's take video, not... And, like, prove that there's a mouse in our... Running all over our prep stations and not... Yes. Let's grab this thing and kill it before... Well, and then somebody, like, is trying to trying to get a hold of the mouse, but is failing spectacularly, and, and trying to get away, it just jumps into the deep fryer. That's upsetting. Because those uh, things are hard to clean. I saw the video on Reddit yesterday. This is from a long time ago, just based on the video quality. But this had to be like early 2000s, I would guess. Um, it's Randy Orton making out with Stacy Keebler in the middle of the ring. And after 30 <laughs> seconds, he hits her with the RKO. And it's everything that was ever great about wrestling. That, that would have to have been a long time ago. Yeah. yeah for the, for that. Yeah. Um, and it's just like, why don't we have that anymore? You know, because if there's one thing that always drives ratings, Erica, it's man on woman violence, violence against women. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't watched like, I haven't even been reading the recaps. I, I just cannot be bothered anymore. Did you enjoy the saga of Jericho getting his belt stolen? That shit was fucking hysterical. Although I do question if it actually got stolen. Just off the fact that... so Okay, so someone claimed that they found it on the side of the road and then brought it into the police. Mm -hmm. So I think there's two possibilities. One, someone actually did steal it. And then they realize they're never going to make a dime off this thing. No, you're going to get crucified. If It's not a sellable item. No. You just have to sit in your basement or something forever. And so they decided to return it. Or option number two. It's a work. They put it. Nah, I don't think it's a work. No. I don't think. I don't view that as one of the potential options because the way. I definitely don't think it's a work because of the way it was handled. But option number two is the belt for some reason was on top of the limo. Ah. And when they drove off. It fell off the limo. Possible. And then someone actually did find it and bring it in. I think that's what actually happened. And they're claiming there was a theft. Because Mr. Jericho was a little uh, inebriated. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Been drinking a little bit. Just a little. little Celebrating a little bit at the the old uh, That just makes me think of the story from the dollop of the guy who stole the Philly Fanatic head. Like, so the story goes that the Fanatic went to go do some, like, PR event, right? I think it may have been an auction or something. Some kind of a charity thing. Yeah. So, you know, the guy went in the back and took the head off for a break. And somebody just walked off with it. And it was, the head was, because it's Philly, the head was immediately stolen. (laughs) So, like, the, the Phillies are trying to get it back. And so they put out a reward for it and uh, or it was like one of the local radio stations put out this reward and suddenly somebody has it. So a guy called in. I found it. I found it on my kid's sledding kill. That'll do. Gave the fakest of fake names. Could not pronounce. Mr. Schrub. The town name he was claiming to be from. He just picked it. 
because it was Conshohocken. I remember that, and I can't imagine how he was trying to pronounce it. And well, and Pennsylvania has a lot of weirdly named towns. Yes, and then so they're like, "Yeah, bring it in." And so the guy stupidly actually brought it in. Dummy. And the radio station was like, yeah, clearly you stole this. So they called the police. You're under arrest. You're, you're going to be arrested. Dumbass. And, and then in the end, the guy was like, yeah, I did it. I mean, it was just there. How could I not take it? <laughs> well, that's like on a 10 cent beer night when they like charge the field. Somebody has those bases in their, their basement. And it's just this this family lore that you tell. Yeah, I was a ten cent beer night, and here's one of the bases. Speaking of stupid sports stories, so last week during the start of the NFL season, the Titans were playing the Browns, and the Titans at some point score a touchdown. They're in Cleveland, Cleveland. so they like this guy whoever scores decides to like kind of jump onto the. Like the divider by the end zone where the seats are. The thing, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the structure. And while he's up there for a second, one of the Browns fans, uh, like, throws a beer on him. So the Browns are, you know, rightfully unhappy about this. So they call the guy up who was in that seat, and they tell him, you're banned for life. Don't ever come back. Okay. There's just one problem. The guy they called and told that to wasn't the person in that seat. Whoops. <laughs> like, if you're going to do that, you got to make sure you have the right guy. So the guy who they banned is like, I haven't been to a Browns game since 2010. <laughs> <laughs> so they just misidentified this guy. A nice record keeping, guys. Randomly banned him. I was like, this is so the Cleveland Browns. In every conceivable way. It's a very Cleveland like, like, story. Would the New England Patriots accidentally ban the wrong person? No. 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 It's unbelievable. Or they would, but they wouldn't get caught right. until they you were. Wouldn't, you wouldn't know about it. They and then they'd the say it was intentional and it would be a thing. Yeah. The guy deserved it anyway. Yeah. The only thing the New England Patriots are getting up to is fun stuff at spas that may or may not involve sex slaves. I think they definitely involve sex slaves. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean... Human trafficking. Allegedly. You know. Allegedly. 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 Erica. We don't want to get in trouble. Yeah. Allegedly. Um, anyway. Good time. <laughs> I've been playing Gears 5 this week. Oh, did that come out this week? Yeah, it came out last Friday. Oh, nice. Uh, they have bungled this launch completely. As everyone is ought to do. I don't know why, you know, someone actually saw this, made a great point, because, you know, there's those people who are so crazy that they take off days for game launches, and... um, I've never done that before. (laughs) So... I'm sick today. (coughs) I saw someone It's completely coincidental that Batman Arkham Asylum came out. Okay, bye! (laughs) I saw someone say, leading up to the release of the Destiny 2 DLC... They basically said, don't take the day off that it comes out on. Take like three days later off because, you know, the game's going to be fucked up when it first launches. (laughs) That's exactly what happened with Gears. I think it's mostly working now, but that's this would be six days later. (laughs) You know, it came out on Friday, five days later. Um, 
You couldn't get anything to work. Well, that's the thing. That's like, I was thinking about picking up um, Borderlands 3 on Friday, but then it's like... I think that's going to work. You think so? Because all that is is four-player co-op, and it's not tied into their servers. Okay. This is the problem with Gears. They tied the campaign into their dedicated servers. Uh. So when they're dedi- so this is like fine, but when their servers aren't working... Right, it's a thing. You could go offline and play by yourself, but if you want to play cooperative cooperatively with other people then you're fucked right um so what i've been playing though when it's actually worked which is rare <laughs> but when i've been playing and it's working i've been enjoying it it's, it's a lot better than gears 4 campaign which That's was good. real bad yeah yeah no good like everything i've re- i've played for maybe three hours i would say everything i've played so far is better than any single part of gears of war 4 so that's good nice um, the story's more interesting. The gunfights and the settings and everything like that are more Well, and interesting. I think the main girl, or a main woman, I should say, you were saying, Bob, is uh, one of the voice actors from Critical Role, mm-hmm. Laura Bailey. Yep. Which is kind of cool. Yeah, they're clearly transitioning it from Marcus. I think first, like with Gears 4, it seemed like they were trying to transition it from Marcus Phoenix to, to his, his son, son right? JD Phoenix. And probably just because that game was bad, that didn't work. So now instead, we're going to try to transition it on to Kate, and we'll see what happens. But it's been good so far. Um, I I will say uh, the voice that John DiMaggio does for Marcus is so utterly ridiculous. He knows what he's doing. But, but also iconic. Yeah. He saw the way that game was designed and the, the, the chainsawing of it all, and he was like, oh, yeah, I got this. Don't worry. I'm John fucking DiMaggio. I and got he was this. probably kicked back in the chair just like you were. Oh, like, yeah. I got this. I got it. Don't worry about got it. This. I'm fucking Bender. Are you serious? Please. <laughs> Let me in the booth. Let's do this. I do really want... I think... Don't you think Gears of War would be a great movie? Like, you know, assuming they didn't blow it completely. Which like they would, because... But you, you could actually make a self-contained movie just about the story of the Locust coming up oh, from Oh, yeah, the you Earth definitely could. But they would fuck it up a, still. Getting into a two-hour war. Mm-hmm. You know, you could make that movie. It wouldn't be like trying to make, like, a Mass Effect movie, which would be an unbelievable undertaking. Mass Effect would have to be at least a six-season HBO show. <laughs> yeah. You never hear anything about My that movie anymore, by the way. The Mass Effect movie. I haven't heard anything about that in years. That, Bioshock. Yeah, you don't hear anything. No, you don't hear anything about that. Well, and Bioshock would be a good movie. I maintain you that could, as well. That would still be hard to do as a movie, but you would... See, the problem would be, too... Okay, if you're making the Bioshock movie, do you do the twist? I think you'd have to. Yeah, but everyone's going to know it's coming. Not necessarily. I was surprised, and this is a different medium, but uh, V for Vendetta did the twist from the comic and I was shocked they did that because I was like oh that's kind of hmm. interesting in like a mainstream movie you can still do it because I don't think that there's I, I think as fans of the game you would be disappointed it's not there and then I think you need that that's true who who do you cast as Andrew Ryan we have had this discussion and it is a hard conversation I don't think we've had this conversation we totally have Stanley Tucci the Tooch no you know who you have the Tooch for Frank Fontaine yeah. Tooch should be great as Frank Fontaine. Andrew Ryan. Who would you cast as Andrew Ryan? Mm. Robert De Niro. Ooh, he'd be good. He'd do it, too. <laughs> he'd do anything. <laughs> yeah, he didn't care. 
Well, if you get De Niro. And you get Pacino to be Sander Cohen. There you go. <laughs> now we got a movie. Now, who do you get Atlas who you can get to not bungle it in the end? Ooh, I know who you get for Atlas. Christian fucking Bale. Christian Bale can do anything he ever wants to. He can to, do the whole movie. Opinion. He can just be everybody. <laughs> Including <laughs> ranting on a set about the light guy. Uh, <laughs> do you ever go back and just listen to that? It's the best. Every now and again, I'll be in a bad mood and I'll be like, you know what I'm going to do today? I'm going to listen to Christian Bale yell at that light guy. <laughs> and it's going to make my day. It's going to make me feel better. Oh, good, good for, for you. you. <laughs> This guy is messing with my lights, man. Oh my god, it's it's it's, and it's on the shittiest movie of all time. But he cares so much about his lights; it's outstanding. He's just walking around out there, <laughs> boopity bopping around, whatever he said. I mean, it's the best. Oh, it's outstanding. How it's- do you sit there as someone not involved? Not just oh, you losing your shit. You gotta walk away. You gotta walk away. I couldn't. I couldn't. No, that's one of those. That's one of those. You you literally you're standing there. It starts to happen. You realize you're about to crack. You just turn around and you look down. Yep. And you just have the biggest smile. And you on hope your he face. doesn't notice because then he's coming no, for you. Yeah, you can't. You can't have him notice that you turn. Yep. Then Something you funny. <laughs> you think when that came out, when that leaked and everything. I'm sure the person who leaked it thought, oh, we're going to make Christian Bale look bad. I'm sure that was the intention. Here's the thing, though. Christian Bale, like, beat the shit out of his mom and his sister, and that didn't do anything. So (laughs) him yelling at, like, some lighting guy wasn't going to do anything. No, it doesn't even move the needle. Not at all. No one gives a shit. You know who I realized they would cast as Andrew Ryan? And it's a shame. Who? Benedict Cumberbatch. Nah. He's too young. He's yeah. No, they would no, still do I, it. No, I don't think that would work. Andrew Ryan. I don't think it would have... work. I just think that's who they would cast. Andrew yeah. Ryan would have to have the look of a beat down man who's just done. You need Alfred from Batman the Animated Series. Sent you. The KGB. That's who. That's who it could be. Fucking. Oh my God. Michael Caine. Bl- yes. Thank you. Michael Caine would be good in that role. I'd that be would that. be perfect. I chose. Rapture. I've been replaying that game. I fucking love Fire That's Track. one of the best games. Oh, it's so game. good. It's outstanding. I'm in Sander Cohen. I'm in Fort Frolic right now. And it, oh, oh, it's wonderful. Uh, I want to take than... the ears off, but I can't. Are you going to go see Joker? I think I am going to go see it. I Wa- think it's Joaquin worth a... Phoenix is such a great actor. He's a very good actor. And he's got a great name. Smile for me now, brother. <laughs> Um, you, you loved him since then. That's sure, of course. But I, I think that one, I'm intrigued by kind of the controversy surrounding it. I think it'll make for a good discussion. And two, I, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see that take on that character. Are you talking about the whole thing where people are worried that now people are going to like dress up as the Joker and go kill people? And I stuff? mean, people are already doing that, so it's not like yeah, that's out of the realm of possibility. So. I, I do not agree with the notion at all that you shouldn't make a movie or a video game or whatever with some type of violence in it because, 
oh, well, people are going to copycat Some that. dumb incel is going to go and, like, right. Yeah, I mean, this argument doesn't hold up. It doesn't hold water at all in no. any way, shape, or form. If your mind is fundamentally broken where something motivates you to go commit, like, a mass shooting or something like that, you were going to do that anyway. You didn't need a fucking trigger. No. No. Now, we could make steps to, uh, you know, keep, mass murder weapons out of your hands. Well, you know what, Bob? Mitch McConnell would put like it to a vote if he knew the president would sign the bill. Okay? So maybe you should just calm the fuck down. How's that? All right? With all of your crazy gun legislation ideas. Calm down. Jesus. <laughs> we gotta get Eric on Xbox. <laughs> like, could you even imagine the conversations? her and our loyal listener could have <laughs> i did let our listener know that like we are so dedicated to him that we will find a way to record from the hospital i don't think it'd be that difficult you just gotta bring the shit in we can't tell him that oh, okay cut that part out <laughs> got it <laughs> alex is like you can cut parts out of the episode <laughs> you're the good like a good five minutes of the dog horking in the background <laughs> Well, I was going to cut that out, but now that you brought it up, <laughs> what am I supposed to do now? Yeah, you cut that out, too. <laughs> no, I was already talking with uh, some uh, Sheila and one of her, uh, our friends, uh, Sass. They're trying to get me to watch Buffy. And I was like, well, I mean, if we do that, like, they have enough to say. I was like, we should just do a podcast about it. And they were like, <sighs> so, yeah. Let me ask you a question. Let me give you an answer. When someone's in the hospital, not you, of course, not you. I'm just talking about in general. Mm -hmm. If someone's in the hospital for an extended stay, what's the socially acceptable amount of times you should visit them? I think it depends on how close you are. Okay, okay. Now, imagine you're not close at all and you actually somewhat hate them. Is this someone you're related to? It might be. I, I don't know. Once, twice, if that. Oh, okay. <laughs> Don't feel obligated, Alex. I'm kidding. I know. But seriously, how often should I visit? I just want to know, like, what's the level at, like, I'm not going to be hated long term, but it's a hospital and no one really ever wants to go to the hospital. No, the so. hospital fucking sucks. And I know that I hate going to visit people. Like, ide ideally, Erica, you would be in the hospital on the first floor right by the entrance i don't think they have rooms down yeah there. i know but i'm just saying <laughs> that would be the dream obviously, obviously all i know is i'm i'm gonna get to know like well you're gonna be living there. all all of the people working in the cafeteria so well it'll be like oh hey denise how you doing yeah how the kids still you? here <laughs> you haven't given me an answer yet uh, yeah, like she could come like once and that'd be fine. It's it's not. Once? Well, you got to come to record. I'm going to feel like an asshole if I only come once. <laughs> well, then come enough times that you don't feel like an asshole. But what number is that? I need to know, like, give me like a guilt trip. Like, <laughs> that, That's the, the annoying thing about it is it's also up in the air that it's like. Let's just say for the sake of argument, <laughs> you're there for a month. Okay. Obviously, in theory, I would have to come twice to record the podcast. Mm -hmm. 
is that enough or should I come like another four times? Like what's no. the appropriate amount of time? Because the whole thing is that the hospital, the hospital sucks. And I don't want to feel like I'm making people feel obligated to come and see no, me. No, no. See, it's not obligated because I'm just going to come and bring Bob Hooters and you can watch us eat it. I mean, don't fucking do that because <laughs> you want to talk about like rage inducing. That would be rage inducing. Or maybe baby inducing. You're welcome. <laughs> no, yeah, you don't feel obligated yet at all. You're killing me. You this, is, this is a total non-answer. A couple times is fine. Oh, God. See, I'm already feeling guilty about it. <laughs> <laughs> Alex is going to end up there every day. And we're just going to be sitting there staring at each other like, I don't know why you came back, man. Like, it's fine. No, you- sorry. I won't be there every day because I have a strong video game addiction to uh, fuel, Ah, so. true, true. Well, Alex, what you could do is you could come up with a good mobile gaming rig. And you nah. could sell it to patients in the hospital. That was my other question. So you got to, like, figure out a thing. You got to, like, bring a monitor and bring an Xbox. And that way you won't want to kill yourself. I mean, I'm definitely bringing the Switch. And I've got uh, some JRPGs, nice long JRPGs that I want to pick up. Uh, I've got... I've been going through and, like, picking all the books that I've, like, purchased over the last couple years that I have not read. Mm-hmm. And I've just been sitting on my shelves because I like to buy books and not read them. And uh, I've got a nice thick stack of those as well. Though most books I can get through in just a couple days, so. What's Bob going to do while he's at the hospital all this time? Because I don't know if you've ever noticed or met Bob. Bob is not like a sitting around doing nothing guy. No, he's not at all. So. Well, I've told him too. I mean, yeah, come and work. and But if you want to go back home and like tend to Bob the dog or, like, make sure the house is okay. Well, that's assuming Bob the dog makes it through the night, because... I think he's asleep now. He's lying, like... (laughs) He has his, like, face against the side of the crate Mm -hmm. in the most uncomfortable-looking position possible. One of our our loyal... Well, not really a loyal listener, but I got... (laughs) I got I got uh, Denise or whatever we're calling her on the show to listen to an episode because I tricked her and told her we talked about Stardew Valley, ah. which which we did. We did. We it was did a talk truthful about statement. It was. That was a very truthful statement. But I got her to listen to the episode because of that, and um, I completely lost my train of thought. What was I talking? about? I'm assuming. It oh, anyway, her dog. The dog. Her dog. Every morning she wakes up. Her dog is lying next to her, asleep. On its back, legs up in the air. <laughs> and it's like, how does the one, how does the dog stay like that? Okay. And sleep. Two, how is their back not just destroyed? destroyed? I don't know. I, t- I told her, you should try sleeping like that for one night. I'll come pick you up and take you to the hospital. There's no way you'll be able to move afterwards. That's the really shitty thing. I cannot, like, I used to, like, sometimes I'd fall asleep on my back. That mm. is like a no go now. I can fall asleep on, like, my left side in a very specific position, and that is it. It well, that, fucking sucks. Whenever I was in the hospital, like, for my ear, the worst thing was trying to sleep with whatever they have currently attached to you. Yeah, you know, I'm not whether looking it's forward like to an that IV either. Right. Or something to monitor you or whatever. And you want to sleep on your side, but it's really not comfortable. And so, of course, you just don't sleep. So really, you're looking just forward. So to then, a great time your whole back. day, your whole next day, you spend in a daze. Right, like so then it's so day. then it's like you're in the mental hospital. 
Yeah, enough fun. But you're going to have Bob there to take care of you. But I've been told I should watch Buffy. I've been told I should watch Twin Peaks. I'll probably run through It's Always Sunny again, if we're being real. Um, uh, And then there's other stuff I want to watch, but then... In theory, I would like to, like, podcast about it, so... I think if we ever do watch The Americans, I'd like to do a podcast about that. Ooh, you should watch The Americans. The Americans is one of my three favorite shows ever. I know. So it's The Americans and The Shield. What else is up there, Alex? The Challenge. I don't really count The Challenge, though. Challenge is like its own thing. You're talking it's scripted like the, series. The Challenge is the Nintendo Switch of... Uh, <laughs> you know, like the Nintendo Switch doesn't really count for video game consoles. Uh, the challenge is sort of like that for TV shows. The challenge is like a twenty-year experience. <laughs> <laughs> um, what would be number three? Oh my god! See, he said know. three, and I thought he had a third. I did have a third. We may have even talked about it before on here. I, I just Game of Thrones, it. clearly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Definitely a great show that did not at all fall off the rails in the last no. three seasons. Three? That's generous. I was being nice. You were being it's nice. It's really like four or five, but whatever. Yeah, in the spot. Okay, I did want to talk about... I've been playing that game Dead Cells. Oh, yeah. How, well, do you like it? It's fucking great. I've heard very good things. So, it's essentially... I think I already texted this to you, but it's essentially a Metroidvania-style game. But with Dark Souls elements mixed in, which basically means like there's sort of like permadeath. Mm -hmm. So uh, it's actually in some ways harder than Dark Souls because in Dark Souls, if you die, you just go back to the last fire. Just put you all the way back at the beginning. Right. So what happens is the first time you play the game, you're playing, you're going through, you're killing enemies, you're finding new areas, you're getting weapons and... Uh, there's basically like you always have like two weapons you can carry around and you can carry around like two sort of abilities so these might be like turrets or traps or temporary damage buffs or stuff like that so you get that's what you always have to carry around and also a necklace which will give you some stat bonuses Um, so you're going around doing all this stuff and inevitably you die and when you die you realize you actually have to start over from scratch and you lose all the stuff that you you lose everything okay and there's no recovering it. It's just done. You're starting over. It just completely. It almost sounds like. Did you ever play Binding of Isaac? No. It's similar to that. You'll go through. You're going through. Um, it's like six or seven layers of a dungeon, and you're picking up buffs and stuff as you go, and like shit that'll make your attacks more powerful. But then if you die, you lose everything. You start up at that first level again. Yeah. So the way this one works is, as you're going through, you kill enemies and they drop cells, and when you get through one section, there's always like an in-between. And between every section, there's like an in-between area with what are essentially some vendors. And the vendors sell some stuff that's permanent. Mm -hmm. So like at the beginning, you have no way to replenish your health. But if you spend some cells, you get a health potion. And it's like Dark Souls where it's, you know, it has a limited number of uses. And between areas, you can regenerate it to get your uses back. Mm Mm-hmm. And so you could send, you could spend cells and stuff like that, or the ability to hold on to some of your gold when you die for the next run, 
Um, you can unlock, as you go through, you'll kill enemies and they'll drop blueprints for new types of weapons or abilities. And you can spend cells to then unlock those permanently. So oh, they nice. show up then while you're in the world. Because like, at the beginning, there might only be like a few weapon drops. You know, but as you unlock things, more and more and more shows up as you're playing. And then the other cool thing they have is a custom mode. So let's say you unlock a bunch of shit that's just terrible and you never will use it and you never want to see it. Mm -hmm. You can go into the custom mode and turn off stuff. Oh, nice. So it never appears. So you can kind of like tailor the run to cool. your liking. Um, so when you... There's a few things going on. So one, when you kill certain enemies or you kill certain bosses, you'll gain new abilities like a Metroid game. So you might gain the ability to climb walls or uh, spawn like these vines you can climb or stuff or like ram your um, feet through the ground to access, you access new areas. Right. So it's exactly like Metroid in that way where, you know, like you used to need like the missile launcher to open a door or right. something. See, I'm glad you said that because while you were talking about it, I was looking it up on Wikipedia and the the description of it is Dead Cells is a roguelike Metrovania video game. Yeah, that's what I said. Yeah. That's well, you said Bloodborne or uh, Dark Souls, right? Yeah, I said Metroid a Metroidvania with, blood, with Dark Souls stuff. Yeah, that's a, and they actually have the Bloodborne mechanic where if you get hit, if you can hit back fast enough, you'll regenerate some of your See, health. See, I did when you said Metroidvania, I I didn't like process that correctly because just that word is weird. And then I saw it written too, and I'm like, oh, that is what he said. <laughs> well, because it's a very specific descriptor for a game. Yes. Yeah. Um, so there's stuff like that. And then when you finally do beat the game, sort of, you get this, uh, well, one, you find out you really didn't beat the final boss, of course, but you also get this thing called a boss cell and the boss cell ramps the difficulty. And so like, then when you go through again or you beat a different boss, you can acquire more boss cells. So you can keep ramping the difficulty and you get better items, but the enemies are harder and there's also different types of enemies then on the harder difficulties. Um, so it's just, a, and the music is really good. It's a really well-made game. I mean, I've probably, you know how I go. I mean, I've probably already dumped 15 hours into it. Well, and, you and, said it's on, it's, and it's on Game Pass. I was so. just going to say, we'll have to download it. It's been out for a minute, right? Yeah, it's been out for a long time. Yeah. And I had heard good things about it when it came out. But yeah, it was same. Like, just never got to it. There's so many games that, especially now, really feel like Game Pass games. Like, I see a lot of games where I'm like, that's going to be on Game Pass. And like, I'll just year. wait. Right. Yeah. Which is good for me. <laughs> yeah, so you can, you know, spend your money on Destiny 2 DLCs. Borderlands 3. Did I tell you about Borderlands 3, my issue? What is your issue? So, you know, uh, our loyal listener and I, GameShare. Yes. So I was going to buy this game. Normally what we'll do is if we're oh. going to buy something. I told you about this, yeah. Normally what we're going to do is if I buy something, if it's my turn or I want to buy it, whatever, I'll just give him like a prepaid card with X amount of money to buy it. Mm -hmm. Well, this time I had already had some money on my account from another thing. So I was like, well, I'll go buy the card, put it on my account, and I'll gift him the pre-order so we can download it ahead of time. 
Well, guess what, Erica? You can't gift pre-orders. Really? So, yeah, so I already had redeemed the card, and now I got to wait till the fucking game comes out to gift it to him. It's so, it's so aggravating. That's weird. I don't know what the reason is that you can't gift pre-orders. Yeah, though. that's kind of odd. Because, like, who cares? What does it matter? I'm sure there's some I'm sure there's some reason dumb reason for sure. But, no, yeah, I'm thinking about picking it up. We'll see how I think motivated I'm feeling. You know, I have a pretty good, like, bullshit detector of how games are going to be, and I think it's going to be a fun game. Well, I enjoyed the first two. Yeah. I really liked the first two, and it's been, like, a minute since I've played, but... The one thing I still want to know that I actually meant to look up today to see if anyone said anything and I forgot is, you know, in the first two games, there's no sort of scaling for co-op, so... Like, mm-hmm. well, there would be for, like, you versus the enemies, but not for you and your co-op partners. So, like, if you're a level 30 and I'm a level 1. You're not playing it's, together. Right. It's just not going to be it's just fun not for gonna the work. level. Right. Like, either you're playing in a low-level area and the level 30 can't shoot anything, otherwise you'd insta-kill everything. Right, right. Or the level 1's playing in a high-level area and they're It just has to hide destroyed. behind everybody because they're getting decimated. Yeah, right. so it's not fun either way. So, you almost have to create a new character and just start from scratch. Right, exactly. So I haven't read yet if the, in this one if there's any sort of scaling for that because, like, the Division 2 did it really well where no matter what level you were or whatever, it would, like, scale you up to the highest level person. Oh, so you guys could play together. That's right. nice. It would, just, it would just inflate your stats for that session. Um, and I don't know if they did anything like that for Borderlands 3, but I hope they did because that would seem like a huge oversight if they didn't. Because at this point, I kind of feel like that's expected. Yeah. Well, if they're doing it in every other, well, not every other game, but other games, yeah, you're kind of like, what's up, Gearbox? And then there's the whole thing with, it's like, I'm going to buy the game, but it does suck to support Gearbox because Randy Pitchford is just such an asshole. Yeah, he's kind of a massive sack of shit, so. Did you hear the stuff? You could not buy the game. That doesn't seem like a realistic option. <laughs> That's like telling people not to go see Marvel movies because the guy who's the head of Marvel is a huge Trump supporter. Um, did you? You're see still going. You're gonna go see the Black Widow movie. Did you see the thing this week where Gearbox or 2K, whoever handles it, wasn't sending people like certain outlets weren't getting the review codes for yeah, Borderlands Three? No, I didn't see that. Like Kotaku with got. Kotaku got shafted, but yeah. but realistically, they knew they they should know they're getting fucked. Once you publish that story about him leaving the USB drive with porn at Medieval Times or whatever, like you should still write that story, but right. you should also you just know need to be okay with you're getting shafted. They're gonna they're not gonna be like we can't wait to do business with you. Yeah, no, they're like fuck you. Well, that's like that Jim Sterling guy. He know he's like, I know I'm blacklisted from all these games. I go out and I buy them myself, and that's yeah, fine. It's like, you know what? In Kotaku, I don't really feel like Kotaku is one of those websites that needs to have early reviews. Like, do people, do people even really care about reviews in general anymore? Personally, no, I don't. Uh, usually, it's I know what I want to play. I know what movie I want to go see. I'll go see it. I'll form my own opinion. I don't want someone else's opinion coloring mine. Right over there, before I get a chance to experience it for myself. Well, and Bob and I have talked about this before. 
like movie reviews i feel like you're actually getting people's opinion Mm -hmm. you might not like their opinion or maybe they don't share your taste in movies but i think you're generally getting people's opinions video game reviews are weird because it's this whole situation where if you piss off the publisher you lose access right and everyone is so fucking worried about their fucking access and so all the reviews are always like very um they're tiptoeing around any issues you know like my favorite one in a review is like oh well i encountered this glitch but there's a day one patch so maybe they'll fix it it's like but what if they don't well also though there shouldn't be a day one patch that's ridiculous well also ideally you should be reviewing the game that's going to be released right and not a pre-release version right yeah no i there's i there's no sense in reading game reviews anymore i I mean it's like why would you go to ign because you know they're gonna say that any sort of like triple a release they're gonna be all like anything that's less than seven they didn't get paid right (laughs) that that's all it is um and it's so glaringly obvious and really i don't care about a scale that much is was it fun to play um and I can, you can generally pick up on that just by, you know, are people talking about the game on social media? Are people playing it? Um, you know, is, is, uh, what's the word of mouth? You know, I, I really don't care what reviewers think. There are. Not if they're getting, like, paid to play the game. There's one or two reviewers who I, who I, who I tend to trust that, their gaming styles match or what they like in games i do too but that's you know that's it i think you have to do that with movie reviews too you need to find somebody who has kind of a similar sensibility and then it's like oh okay so and so liked this i liked that too so maybe they enjoyed this maybe i would like that well there's a whole other issue with video game reviews where you know like the movie a movie is a movie or a book is a book Video games are so many parts put together right. to make one cohesive game. And a lot of the time, you know, like if you're reviewing, I don't know, what would be a good example? I can't even think, but... You're looking for a game if, or a movie. If you're, yeah, if you're a game, like if you're reviewing a single player game that's just single player and there's no sort of multiplayer component and all that you have to do is one playthrough to experience the whole game, you could actually do a full review on that. Mm-hmm. fine but a lot of these games now like if you're reviewing gears 5 you got to review that there's the campaign there's the horde mode there's the escape mode there's the multiplayer and a lot of these people i don't know what it is about game reviewers but it's like they can all write to a certain degree but none of them can play any sort of multiplayer game and have any idea what's going on they all look like they're dealing with some sort of mild disability well and i think it's also that that's going to be such a different experience for every single person that it's almost like you you need this person reviewed the single player this is our multiplayer reviewer they reviewed the multiplayer yeah but i mean i just like it's like you could see it in almost every game most games they don't know how to review the multiplayer they're not it's like they're they don't i don't know how to explain it 
they don't have enough knowledge on multiplayer games to review them and you notice this with like all of them and then you're also in a whole situation where if it's a pre-release review you can only play against other people who are like other journalists or something right that use that term very loosely well that's the other thing so you're not getting these, a real experience. These people aren't necessarily journalists; they're bloggers. Yeah, that's the, yeah. yeah. I don't. I wouldn't say. The one guy who works for Kotaku, I Jason would say Schreier. he. Who? Jason Schreier. Yes, he's a journalist. Well, I'm not saying that there aren't people. That Everyone work else there. is pretty much a blogger. Right. One one thing that I think is interesting, if if you had people who were doing serious reviews. Um, what, reviews for games like Destiny that have been out for super long time still have a large player base and that evolve over time. Um, you almost need to do like a check-in every six months or something. Yeah. Well, and you need someone to review it. Like, like they should be calling someone <laughs> like me, not me, of course, but they should be... Ca- well, they could, <laughs> but they're not going to. But they could call... They should be calling someone who's been playing the game for the whole time so you can actually go over what's changed that's actually affecting the game what's what are the long-standing issues with this game and have they been solved in any way just get a better idea of what what's actually going on because you can just tell like when some and you'll see it with destiny 2 when the shadow keep dlc comes out they're going to review whatever campaign stuff is added they're going to review maybe some of the strikes and that'll be it. And they're not going to have any idea of anything else that's happening within the game. Right. And it's just, What's I don't the point? know. I've always said, like, the worst thing, I, I don't review, I don't read any sport games or sports games reviews anymore. But the worst thing would always be when someone clearly got assigned to review a game like Madden that doesn't like football and doesn't like sports games. And it's like, why? It'd be like throwing somebody on a, a JRPG that's like, JRPGs are garbage. <laughs> like, well, what <laughs> do you think they're going to say? They're not going to like the game. I mean, you know, and this hap- this happens all the time. IGN used to do it all the time. You know, Alex, if they did ask for you, for your opinion mm-hmm. and for your review, you could also launch into, you know, 20-minute tirade on... Um, how the party isn't moving forward and uh, you know people are throwing is this a ripped from the headlines uh, sort of uh, situation Bob Bob does not enjoy playing Overwatch with me and I can't blame him <laughs> are, are you very particular about the way the people play Overwatch with you Alex uh, well preferably not terrible <laughs> That would be a nice. I mean, that's point. fair. I think that's that's fair. Like I always say, if you can't aim, you can't aim, and it is what it is. But you could at least position yourself correctly. You know, you could at least use your brain. So one day, at the very least, what I need to do is just come sit down and like have a listen. There are a lot of nights where, like, I'll just go downstairs, I'll put on my headset, and I'll just listen. As they're playing Overwatch, and I'll play like the golf club or something, and it's usually amazing. I would just like to say, just to make a point, 
This only happens on Overwatch. <laughs> Every other game, I'm very pleasant on. But on Overwatch, it's like the worst version of me. And you know what the other thing is? They always want me to play more. But then they'll bitch about how I'm being. It's like, this is, this is what it is. Right. I don't Maybe like it. You guys gotta, I don't enjoy it. You guys got to pick it up. I don't want right. to be like this. Right. Either you're going to deal with it and shut the fuck up, or I'm just not going to play. I was I was listening to an interview with um, Luke Smith, who's the game director on Destiny 2. And he was talking about, they asked him, like, you know, who do you raid with? And he's like, oh, well, I don't raid with anyone I work with because I don't want them to see how I am. I think that's (laughs) fair, man. And he said, you know, he's talking about, like, I raid with this guy and that guy. And, oh, at one point my wife started raiding with us. And he gets, like, he was saying, like, he gets a little, like, surly during the raids. And I guess he'd said something at one point. And she just goes, you can't talk to me like that. I'm special. And I just love, like, I just, that would have been, like, so awesome to be there for that. And he just was like, oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're goddamn right. <laughs> Got anything else, Brad? We, we didn't get too bad when we were playing Overcooked. No. Overcooked is, like, a fun stressful. You know, I felt like... When the two, just the two of us were playing, it was, you know, generally a good time. I didn't feel, like, really stressed out or... Sideswipes the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Well, if it was only the two of you, then I must assume that Erica was doing everything. I mean, it's true. I was kind of calling the shots, you know, I mean. The funniest is still, video game-wise, we were on vacation, we were in Michigan. Bob's got his computer out and he's playing Hearthstone. And I'm looking over and I'm, I had no interest in this at all. And I was just kind of like, okay, well, that seems moderate. We probably even talked about this already. So he gets killed and I'm like, oh, can, can I have a go? And he's like, yeah, sure. The look on your face right now is amazing. I, I almost beat the guy. He got me like, whatever. Mm-hmm. The look on his face though was like, she almost did this and I've been trying this for like a really long time. It was kind of amazing. So then, of course, immediately he's like, "Well, we have to get you your own your own account so that you can you can play on your own." And the next like three days, we're like, "Well, did you beat this guy?" It's like, "Oh yeah, I'm like five guys beyond that now." And the puss was outstanding. Now that I know that you're both playing Hearthstone, I haven't actually looked at it since we got back from Michigan. <laughs> so playing is. It's there, but my yeah. my life's goal is to get you guys to play magic. I'm pretty sure I've played magic with you before. Granted, this is probably like decades ago at this yeah, point. Yeah, we're but old. We're gonna be in the grave soon. Eric. Yeah, we're we're slowly slowly falling into it. I what about fi- the grave made you like have an epiphany there? I've got to figure out how to put the tombstones in the yard this year. Oh. We didn't figure out how to. Well, just timing-wise. I've got a big-ass drill bit. Yes, you do. Yeah. Sorry. Imagine if that drill bit was in the shed. <laughs> yeah, then I'd have to go all the way out to the shed to bring it to the front yard Bob, to, Bob, would to you drill just holes sh- in the yard. Shut the fuck up. I'm trying to help you. <laughs> Christ almighty, some people. That's what you get, man. Just think about how awesome that would be. Like a big, big fucking shed where I could line up all my tools and have them on permanent stands and not have to fold them up and put them in the corner. 
I could have a dedicated miter saw stand. As I have stated a couple times earlier on this podcast, I am not adverse to a large enough shed in the back where you could put your woodworking stuff back there. I wasn't like... A two-story shed is fucking ridiculous. You got a lot of space there. You got a lot of space. You know, we just build another house. That's all you need, right? Just build another just house. Just build. You could, in just your build a house backyard, in, the back. yeah, build in a house. your backyard, you could just build another house yeah. of this size. That'd be fine. Seriously. Come on, Bob. Just do it. Price it out. Price it out, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> and then you, could, you guys good? Yeah. Got oh, wait, 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 wait. Oh, we have anymore. one more topic okay. of high importance. Okay. The stupid Apple thing that happened this week? No, I'm not even going to acknowledge it because it was so boring. Okay. No. This is much more important. Mm -hmm. The challenge has returned. Hmm. It has. Turbo's back. I really think that's all you need to say, isn't it? Turbo's back. Laurel is back. I can't believe that Wes tried to run his shenanigans on a bunch of people that know about his shenanigans. Yep. I actually I thought Wes was like, I never really thought Wes was the evil genius. He thinks he is, he, no. but he's not. He's I not. actually thought he was smarter than that. It was kind of shocking that he showed his cards that quickly. in, dude, other than like, okay, if you look at the U S team and who they had at the start, I was happy to see Jordan back as well. Other than faith, and Josh, who was there on that team who Wes's shenanigans were going to work on? Nobody. It's like Laurel, Turbo, Johnny, Jordan. Well, and then Johnny's Corey. sitting in the pool and he's just like, he's calling it as it's happening. He's like, this is what's happening. This fucking dumbass. Josh well, Zach's big... kind of an idiot, but. Josh is the big, tall, stupid one, right? He was Amanda's partner last season. Yeah. Yeah. He's he's a Tried to stir shit up with CT. Uh, can we talk about that for a minute? Because he is sitting there staring death in the face, completely oblivious to it. And it's dad bod CT. So he's he's at a lesser power level, but he's still going to collapse your face. Uh, yeah. Here's the thing. Stupid dumbass. Here's the thing. If you're dealing, if you're having that argument with Wes... You have the exact same situation, but it's with Wes. Wes isn't going to punch you. No. CT at this point CT's is probably going not going to punch you either. Eh. However, eh. but you don't the know. The threat is actually there. Very and real. It could happen. Yes. <laughs> and it's like he came this close to murdering Adam in season eighteen. This close. I'm going to rip off your face and eat it. If people weren't there, Adam would have died. Yes. <laughs> Adam would be dead. He'd be a dead man. Like, don't poke the bear. But so I was, I was, I was conversing about this with your cousin um, via the Who's text that? messages. Jennifer, she's alive. Yeah. Oh, believe it or not. Hmm. Um, Once you leave the state, Eric, it's, you just assumed yeah, dead. You assumed dead. <laughs> but we were talking about because you know they had the the whole thing is like you got U.S. versus U.K. Um, and she was like, I don't believe they took Turbo over CT. I do. That's um, the easy decision. Yeah, that's so. E that's the easiest decision. Because you love CT. You do. You do love CT, but I'm taking Turbo every time. Well, Turbo she just won. He's 
probably the best athlete in the whole house. He'll fight to the death. He would die He'll for die his for his team. And CT is dad bod CT. Yeah, it's not it's not if it was 25-year-old CT. Different story. I'm taking CT. Different story. This Correct. is not 25-year-old no. CT. No. Well, because what Jenny was saying was that, well, you know, but CT knows everything about the Americans. And That's what's great about him being on the other team is he's just running that shit. See, I don't think he is, though. Mm, I don't know. Because in that second challenge, I mean... He wasn't. He wasn't like in a leadership role. I mean, he he recognized that they were fucking up, but he wasn't stepping up to like be like, "This is how we do it." Like, I feel like he's good with a single partner, but not in that team lead role. And he never has been on the show. I think he's content though, just to kind of step back and just let his let himself slide through on the name recognition. Well, yeah, and that's the thing. You don't fuck with CT because he is a huge threat in elimination. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't want to go up against him. So he gets very deep in the season just on that, with yeah, the well, exception of last season. Even in an elimination, you've probably, even at the weight he's at, there's probably a good minute, two minutes of evil bear CT who will just kill you. Well, if it's a physical thing, you're, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I don't I think hope. he has the stamina anymore, but right. if, if he gets you in that one to two minutes, you're done. You're just done. Well, and I, I just hope there's no format change. I don't want any twist. I don't want any bullshit. I love this format. Me too. Two teams. One, one the whole thing where you know, like the the losing team votes in somebody, and then the winning team can vote somebody in from either their team or the other. I like team. that a lot. Actually. And then the whole thing that the whoever wins the elimination can switch sides one time. Yeah. You can't switch back and forth. No, just once. You just can do one switch if you would like. I love that format. I don't want any stupid twists. Mm -hmm. I don't want like halfway through this turns into a pairs show. Yeah, I hope not. Individual show. I don't want anything in the final where they're trying to fuck each other over on the money or something. Yeah. I just want a real competition. Now, I think there's probably going to be bullshit because that's just the show. Was there last season, though? Yeah. What was what bullshit was there? It went from teams to solo. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's right. I forgot about it that. It went from pairs to solo. Yeah. And was it so? I keep going back to was it last season or season before where Cam had that perfect setup? And it was last that, season. I and think. then that's two seasons ago. Oh, was it? Yeah, because that was with the mercenaries. Yeah. And then that they, was they dumb. just pulled some bullshit and it totally fucked that up. Well. And, Cam does this thing every season where she walks around like she's the smartest person in the world. And she'll like do all this shit. I'm big bad Cam and nothing ever happens. And no one's afraid of her. I don't and why would you be? What's she ever done? She hasn't done anything. She beat no. like Natalie in an elimination. Like yeah, okay. who cares? No, she had one really good setup and they fucked it up with shenanigans yeah that was good that was like the only thing though yeah um no i love the format i don't want any bullshit i think the teams are going to tear themselves apart without oh any help. god yeah oh yeah especially you just the u.s go. team the moment they lose they're going to implode the moment they lose yep um, i am very glad and i hope it continues for the entire season that they are barely acknowledging car maria and Polly. Yes. I also feel they've toned it down significantly, though, 
and it could just be the edit, but you almost get the feeling they they saw how they came across last season and were like, let's let's well, take a step back, maybe. I also like. I don't know if you've noticed, but the episodes have been like ten minutes longer. Yes, and I like it where they can make the episodes longer. That doesn't bother me if you want to pack all the extra drama in. As long as there's a challenge and an elimination right every there. episode, yep. you can make the episode 15 minutes longer. I don't care. And fill that all with drama. But there better be a fucking elimination at the end of that episode. Exactly. Because nothing's more annoying than when they like cut off in the middle of the yeah. elimination challenge. There should only be cliffhangers on eliminations for big eliminations. Correct. Like, if it's fucking... Johnny versus CT. Correct. If you want a cliffhanger that Fine. once a season, okay. But well, and like back in like the early twenty seasons, like you would get you would get that once a season. It was usually towards the end of the season, and it was fine. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, I think they cliffhangered the one. Do you remember when Jordan flipped all the cards to go against Johnny in that one? I think they did cliffhanger. I that. think they cliffhangered that. I that was like miss... that was worth it because that was such a big moment. And the draw was great. I the fucking draw was loved amazing. the draw. They should bring that back. That was like such a such an awesome way to like fuck up the game. I loved. I watched that video the other day, and I loved that whole thing where Jordan flips all the cards and goes down there, and CT, who is never aligned with Johnny, is cheering on Johnny so hard because it's like stick it to this motherfucker for doing that dumb shit, <laughs> and, and CT is in the background like, oh yeah. Let's go. He's just screaming as Johnny wins. He was so happy that, was a that great Jordan season. got it stuck to him for doing that BS. I really liked that season. That was that a was good a great, one. That was a great season. Was that free agents? I think it might have been. I think so. Yeah. But they should bring the draw back. I dug the draw. Free agents. That was also the season of Laurel's hit list. Yeah. Laurel's great. I hope we get <laughs> some good Laurel shenanigans. I think we're going to. They showed some... Tensions are high with her and Kara, so oh. you're going to get some good shit. See, okay, so I wonder, with two of the women specifically, one, how much does Laurel still work out? Because she doesn't look like she's in as good a shape as she has been in the past. So she still has stature. Mm -hmm. She still has height. I wonder how good is she actually, and is anyone going to even take a shot? Because that's the other question. Does anyone even take a shot? And if you get some, like... If you get some elimination with a stupid puzzle, someone might take a shot if right. it's not physical. Right. Um, the other question I have is they've been talking up that girl who's Georgia's friend. I can't remember her name. Nicole, maybe? Maybe. Or she Jenny? Looks, maybe it's Jenny. She looks like a fitness model. And they've been talking her up because she looks so good. But the question is, is this... Did I'll show. Fitness? Is this like fitness model body or is this athlete body? Right. Very different things. Because, you know, like, Laurel, athlete body. Different story. Um, right. Not show muscles. What's her name? Emily, athlete body. Oh. I wish we get Emily back. Yeah, we gotta get Emily. She just, they can't bring her back, though. She'd smash everyone. Well, you have Emily on her own team. <laughs> everybody on the other, and she'd still win. If you could but... get Emily and Evelyn back, that would be pretty great. No, I would, yeah, I don't think you're ever getting Evelyn back. No, you She's won't. She's like a lawyer. But, um... 
You know, and I think um, Kara Maria falls into the show category. I haven't seen Kara do anything with her. Like, she got in, like, really great shape and everything. But what's she really done with that? She doesn't She doesn't have, like, an athlete's body to me. She doesn't move like an athlete does. There's certain stuff that it's like you, you, you're like, you should be able to do with how often you've been on this show. And, like, swimming, for instance. Yeah. Boggles my mind that she still can't swim. Anyone who comes on the challenge who doesn't go take swim lessons from an Olympian is just an idiot. You're a dummy. You're a dummy. <laughs> I mean, serious. The fact that Leroy still can't swim. I feel like Leroy in the, one of the last couple seasons went and took some lessons. But he it said took, he took some lessons on YouTube. It took D, a while. The latest one is D. She came on the show. She couldn't swim. Luckily for her, Wes was her partner because Wes wouldn't have helped anyone else out. Right. Well, no, Wes not a is chance. Like, insane in the water yeah well wasn't he like a college swimmer or something might have been something like he was that. good yeah he's he's a great swimmer when he's not so bulky anymore either he was really bulky a couple of those seasons oh, sure, when you're definitely around. wasn't on no, no, not at all taking some help but when you you slim down like that you really yeah you cut through the water like wow oh, wes is so fucked this season yeah i think he's screwed i think he showed <laughs> his hand way too early way too early well, I at the he, same you know time, what, Wes you know is I, so predictable that in that regard, like, even if he didn't get caught, people would have known he was doing it. You know what I think is going on with Wes, though? I think he did it the way he did because he knew he was at the bottom of the totem pole on the U.S. team. That's fair. Because I think Wes is still a good enough athlete where you don't really want to go to a final with him because he might beat you. Whereas my thing about someone like Johnny is, is I'll work with Johnny if it's me, because I'm thinking I'll just we'll work together. I'll take you to the final and I'll just beat you, you know? And I think that's Jordan's mindset. I think Jordan's mindset is I'll work with Johnny. We're all good. It's one less person I have to worry about. And when we get to the final, I'll just smoke him. Yeah. Thinking about Wes, though, go back to... That uh, final in Rivals, where he's partnered with Kenny, and he just totally cramps up. And Kenny puts him on his back and carries him up the mountain. <laughs> I heard Wes on an interview. He claimed Kenny only carried him for like 30 seconds. Sure, honey. Which is probably true, realistically. Mm. At the end of that whole thing, yeah. he probably didn't carry him yeah, for that Yeah, I long. guess that's fair. But... They edited it like he carried him forever, yeah. and I do appreciate that. <laughs> they, they know what they're doing, Alex. <sighs> so I'm looking forward to the rest of the season. As am I. Yeah, hopefully it's like 90 episodes. Hopefully um, we don't get any more loser dropouts. How about Faith quitting because people made some noise at night? What the fuck? Alex, when she left, I was like, why did why, Why'd what? you come? Well, I completely forgot about the noise at night thing. And then I was like, oh, that's right. But it's like. I like, was it TJ was just like, all right, moving on. Faith quit. Moving. TJ's so good, man. Is TJ the best host of anything ever? He's in the the team photo for sure. Man. What what would be my third favorite show, though? You're going to have to think about that one. Get back to us. It's always so hard to quantify that kind of stuff, you know. The challenge is in there, but I don't. I, th- I feel like it's it's his own thing. Well, it's a different. It's 
If we're counting, it's not scripted. If if we're counting anime, then you got to touch like you know, DBZ's got to be like top three. It's up there for sure. But then it's almost like that has to be its own category too, because it's so different than I don't know. That could be a whole like two hour discussion in and of itself. What are your favorite TV shows? Yeah, we need to make like a list and then call it down, and then we'll see how bad Bob's list is. (laughs) My list would be perfect. Number one on Bob's list, Property Brothers. Number, so it's that's an interesting <clears throat> like number one is usually pretty easy to pick. Um, you might have to think about it for a few minutes. But your favorite not, show of yeah, all time? Because like think about movies. My number one of all time, no brainer, Jurassic Park. Um, number two, probably Empire. I'd say the top ten lists are hard to do. Yeah. Once you uh, once you get past one and two, like, usually, like, you got a number one in mind and maybe a number two. But, like, once you get past two, then it gets hard. I don't know if we've talked about this on the podcast, Erica. I think Bob and I have. With these uh, trailers for Rise of the Skywalker, yeah. they're still trying to do this shit with convincing you that Rey's going to the dark side. They're still fucking trying what's it's actually me, embarrassing what's Erica. funny to me is that people are buying into it like oh Ray's going like no she's not have it's, you guys ever seen a movie before <laughs> it's actually embarrassing i'm embarrassed for them that they're you know still what trying. No, i think it's funny that they're doing it because there's people out there that are like <gasps> my god she's wearing a cloak and she has a red lightsaber it's like she's going did, to the did, dark did, side did you guys see jedi like Luke's in black that entire movie and I spoiler alert he doesn't go to the dark side it's 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 actually hilarious how stupid people are Alex and I enjoy that I enjoy watching that because it's just like there are a lot of stupid people there really are they're all on the internet Mm -hmm. they all figured out how to use a computer in like the last five years it's upsetting is what it is it it actually is genuinely upsetting (laughs) Bob Alex, thanks for being here in your own home. You're welcome. And if you just want to come on over here and hug me, hold me tight. This has been a Puma Knife production.